you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Big time Saturday showdown. It's happening right here on NFL Network. First, it begins with Vikings-Bengals. That's at 1 o'clock Eastern. Then Steelers-Colts next, 4 o'clock mid-afternoon. Your nighttime special, though, is Russell Wilson and the Broncos heading to Detroit to take on a potentially limping Lions team at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's all exclusively right here on NFL Network and streaming on NFL Plus. We will begin our day with Lions Broncos as we welcome you inside. Good morning, football. Presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City, Wednesday, December 13th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Time for the lead block. The Lions will host the Broncos in Saturday night. Uh, while Denver has been stacking wins, the Lions have lost two of their last three after starting the season 8-2. and two. Dan Campbell was asked this week if he learned anything from his mentor, Sean Payton, who he met nearly 25 years ago about riding the ship when your team is going through a tough stretch. Man, you don't do this. You just do this. You just keep putting in the work. You don't overreact to what it may appear to be. Man, you just go by the facts. And when you go back and look at anything that has hurt us, it's our own issues. And it's the little things that that come from day one. And honestly, the teams that are winning and consistently win are the ones that do the little, little things right. The fundamentals, they take care of the football, they get takeaways, and those are the most consistent teams. And so all we got to do is get back to that, man, playing clean football. All right, so in jungle talk, if you will, Lion, the Lions have been swipe, swiped at. They're sure. bleeding. They have a red-hot Broncos team coming in, mm-hmm. chasing them down, if you will. How can the Lions stop what mm-hmm. has been affecting them so badly recently, Peter? All the owners are in Arlington, Texas right now. Yeah. And everyone's gathering, and they're talking about league initiatives and how we're going to spend the money as a league and what might happen. And we're also trying to maybe expand the coaching search and see if there's new faces we don't know. And they're going to try... The lead face and name all season long, as far as going to who's going to be the next great coach, 
is this offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, in Detroit, and that he is the next McVay type, the, the next Mike McDaniel, the guy who has this beautiful mind and he's going to change your franchise. I don't know where that Lions offense has gone the last few weeks, and I miss it. I miss this stuff. I miss... Do a Philly special to Sam Laporta in the middle of a game and put this team away. Or when we go direct snap to, to David Montgomery through the legs of a player. It was fun. It was different. They were feeling themselves and they were rolling. Even a couple weeks ago against the Saints, Jamison Williams, who got this lightning rod of a player. Let's get him involved. We go double reverse and it's Williams around the corner and he's a bolt. This has been missing the last month. I can't name you much from the Lions. And I'm not saying it's a Ben Johnson thing. I'm saying it's a vibes thing. What, what, what happened to this Lions team that just said, hey, we don't care. We're the new Lions. Let's screw it. Let's have fun. And let's just be ourselves. Because it feels like they've tightened up a bit. Mm-hmm. Seems, like, seems like they're a little sloppy. Like the, the finish line's coming and they're limping towards the finish line yeah. right now. I'll tell you what, Jamie, we talk about the schedule all day long. I didn't think the NFC North was going to be a division that would be worried right. about. Here come the the Lions losing two out of three while the Vikings quietly win another one. The Vikings right now are seven and six. The Lions are nine and four. They haven't played each other yet. The Vikings can still beat the Lions twice, have the tiebreaker, and win the division. Lions, get back to whatever was working early this season and get that vibe back because I'll tell you what, it doesn't feel like the same Lions team watching Mm -hmm. it from afar. And you heard what... Dan Campbell said it's our own issues and it's funny you talk about they feel like they're getting tight as players we always would talk about it late in the season from coaches to players sometimes you start to tighten up a little bit you start to worry about every single thing and for Ben Johnson in this offense you got to get back to making those plays and doing all those things Dan Campbell said it though you got to take care of the little things the fundamentals and you look at the quarterback position in Jared Goff and he has been so good since he got to Detroit but the last few weeks you look at since week 11 he's had eight turnovers eight turnovers over since week 11. Prior to that, weeks one through 10, only five of them. He lost three fumbles in that Packers game on Thanksgiving. The Bears, for whatever reason, just have had his number five interceptions just against the Chicago Bears. So you're looking at Jared Goff, and you're talking about getting back to fundamentals and all of these things. It's like, just hold on to the damn ball. We don't turn it over. We at least have a chance. And that game against the Saints was the only one as of late that they looked like a high-powered offense where they put points on the board, and still they went through lows. So for this team to get back to where they were and to be able to have some of those trick plays and some of that fun that we've seen, you got to take care of the little things up front and get to a point in the game where Ben Johnson can call those things and feel confident because the normal plays, it's zoned to the right or to the left, a play-action boot, all of those things are working, they're rolling. So now you start to dial these things up and you feel confident. This team's not playing that well because they're not making the necessary, the small plays to go in, feel confident, and have that energy and that buzz about them. And that's what we fell in love about the Detroit Lions. They were this young team that didn't know what they didn't know, and they were just out there free-for-all having fun, and it hasn't been like that as of late. This matchup, I think, has come at a really tough time for the Lions and a great time for the Broncos. The Mm -hmm. Broncos can absolutely pounce on the Lions at this point. Dan Campbell has had some great sound bites leading up to this matchup, and it's curious because he knows Sean Payton and vice versa so well. Sean Payton was a part of a Giants coaching staff 25 years ago that drafted Dan Campbell. He was on a coaching staff that involved Sean Payton. Dan Campbell was between the Giants and the Cowboys and the Saints for the next seven-some years, and then Sean Payton returns the favor again and hires him as an assistant coach in New Orleans. These two have known each other intimately for a long time. They complement each other constantly, which is why I thought that 
thing that Dan Campbell said about Sean Payton coming into Detroit's building this week was so curious about what the potential that Sean Payton's coach team could do to a Lions team. It means we better be on our stuff because he's going to come here to try to embarrass us. That's what it means. And so that's our motivation. That's my motivation. And it's about winning, man. All we got to do is find a way to win. And uh, we're going to have to be at our best. And we will be at our best. Dan Campbell has said that Sean Payton is demanding, he's innovative, everyone in the building in the locker room knows where he stands, and that might be just in Denver, but I think Dan Campbell, Kyle, knows where he stands with Sean Payton, which is the Broncos are going to come in and try to mess around. Yeah, I mean, embarrass us. Like, embarrass us. We know this about Payton. Like, Payton, as a coach, as a football figure, like, is a jerk. Like, and I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> you know, I, like, that's just he his likes style. It. He likes it. It's how he runs his thing. Like, and I think that's why Campbell likes it. Like, that's just, I, I'm trying to think of another term. All the other words I want to say are, like, I'm not allowed to say. I'm not Parcelsian. Sure. Is that a nice yeah. G-rated version? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, Peter, I, I see, I see what you're saying here. But he's, look, I don't think that Sean Payton's going to run a triple flea flicker if he's up 20 points, but he like it means a lot to him. I think this 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 thing with Campbell now is we're looking back on the yesteryear. 25 years, like Jamie said, love each other, but absolutely want to rip each other's heart out. <laughs> I think it's a really interesting time for Dan Campbell because... They've played their best ball. And, like, we, we talk about the come-running teams. There's also, the like, the backpedaling teams when you're like, ah, man, I'm just out of energy and the offense isn't clicking and we just don't have it anymore. And I, we've never been here. What's really interesting is that Sean Payton is attempting to do this year what Dan Campbell did last year, where you fall on your face out of the gates and then you're the come-running team. Like, they, Campbell did this with the 2022 Lions mm -hmm. where they just couldn't win a game. Payton this year now, they have the momentum. They're like last year's Lions. To personalize this, I'm sitting down with Dan Campbell this week for the network, okay? Mm. It's part of the triple header. I'm going to talk to him. Oh. And there's a real interesting backstory, and I'll just pull back the curtain a little bit. Been talking about it for a week or two. When they lost this past week, I kind of assumed, you know, maybe we'll circle back, do this a few weeks down, and the line's like, no, we'll honor the commitment and we'll do it. So I'm going to sit down with Dan Campbell, and it's the entry point for me is, is unusual. Like, I have an Injustice for All t-shirt that I could wear, but it's not really Metallica time right now. No. It's not kneecap time right now. Now. It's like, hold on, like let's let's coach, let's calm down. And when he says you can't do this, it's just this. Like I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if we want this. Yeah, like yeah. I like this. I like this and stay up here the whole time. So on a personal note, I'm fascinated to see how he comes off tomorrow, what the plan is, because not only have they lost two out of three and both losses in the division, like his godfather's coming in and everybody wants to show out for the guy. Yeah. So sitting down with him, there could be a better time for Detroit, but I don't know if there's a more interesting time. And I, I think it is the most interesting matchup. And like, Peter, it's like a treasure chest for you of like the old relationships yeah. and the coaching. Yeah. Like, we're going to do all of it this week. Aaron Glenn is a defensive coordinator yep. for the Lions. He was another disciple mm -hmm. of, of Mark Burnett on yeah, that staff. He was a, on the Super Bowl Saints. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those old Saints staff members have relocated to Detroit, uh -huh. and yet the, the Grand Pumbaa, the godfather, is the guy in Denver that's coming in, and he's looking to wreck shop. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, focus on Jared Goff really quickly. Like you said, it's been uh, kind of turnover central, if you will. Mm -hmm. Jason, what are you seeing from him in terms of, is this a confidence like shaking couple of weeks? Because the season is long, but I think like we said yesterday, it is there. you are up against the clock to get things back on track. Yeah, I think what Dan Campbell was trying to say is, to you guys' point, you want to be going this way or staying up above. But I think for him, it was like, as everything's going around you and everything's not going well, don't just start going like this, wavering on a day-to-day -day basis. And for Jared Goff, we've seen him do it. Since he's been in Detroit, this is a quarterback that played in a Super Bowl for the Rams. So you know he can take them to where they want to get. 
But it's like, all right, at this point, how do you turn it around? And for him as a veteran quarterback, just make the necessary play. So I, don't, I think their confidence in Jared Goff, it has to be there. He's been through too much in his career to let a few weeks shake him up and say, all right, like, I don't know if I can be the guy. Like, they shipped me out of the Rams after I took this team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we lost, but we were there. So I think for him, it's definitely not a confidence issue. Now it's just about making the necessary play and getting them over the top. They have the weapons around you. Just put the ball in their hands and see what they can do. A couple intriguing things here. His quarterback that he's facing, Russell Wilson, the two of them have had battles mm. in L.A. and Seattle. That's fun. Another thing, Jared Goff is going into the 2024 season with a contract up at the end of the 2024 mm-hmm. season. It's very rare you see a quarterback go into the final year of a contract, especially a guy of his nature after that offseason, somewhat of like a veteran status. I'd be fascinated to see what the conversations mm. are and if these next few games matter or if Goff is already $40 million man. We've already committed to it. He's going to get $250 million. We're going to do exactly what we did for Hertz and what we did for those other quarterbacks. Wow. Or do these next few weeks maybe play a role in just how much money Jared Goff gets in that extension? Or if there's an extension at all. Busy stretch coming up for the NFL uh, with games and the holiday season. Also, the NFL December League meeting kicks off today in Texas. And we have our boots on the ground, of course. Judy Batista, Ian Rappaport, and Tom Pelissero. Good morning to you all. What can we expect to be discussed today amongst the owners? Good morning, all back in New York. Uh, They have a busy day. This is just a one-day owners meeting, so it is a full agenda. We expect maybe we're going to get a Super Bowl location. We're going to get some international news, not just on where a game will be played next season, but potentially the expansion of the international games. And then they're going to talk uh, health and safety. They always get a briefing, guys. And among the things they're going to talk about is rules related to health and safety, including the Eagles' tush-push play, the hip-drop tackle, which we just saw uh, Tyreek Hill was a victim of and a few other kickoffs they'll get to but it's a it's a full day here yeah Judy of course no votes scheduled today more of information gathering and a active discussion on some of these rules by the way we're on good morning football we should refer to it as the brotherly shove rather than the push play <laughs> or the tush push just a social respect Sorry. from sure. the creators of, of really such a great branding huh yeah, well, I mean, I think Schrager should probably get some T-shirts and, and such. But anyway, it is going to be a health and safety discussion today. And I would say the NFL has been pretty outspoken that Roger Goodell has no firm stance on the brotherly shove. But fascinated to see where this ends up going. Is it a health and safety issue? Is it a competitive advantage issue? Is it something? I mean, we see the Eagles thrive. We have seen not a lot of other teams be actually be able to do it well. How many injuries have actually occurred on it? What are the risks there? Um, certainly that is going to be something that to be discussed. And then the hip drop tackle, we saw, I mean, everyone is here, literally saw one the other night with Tyree Kill hurting his ankle, ended up coming back, but still textbook example of exactly the kind of play they're trying to get out of football. And there's not a competition committee meeting here. Those don't begin until February. Any votes on rule changes would not happen until March. But a lot of times in December when they make these, especially the health and safety presentation, that's kind of setting the table for here's the things that we're going to be looking at as we get out into February and March. And so that's certainly going to be interesting. The international duty as well is fascinating to me because obviously we've had the London games for a long time now. The Germany expansion was such a big hit. We've heard Roger Goodell talk about, could we go to Spain? Could we go to Brazil? It'll be interesting to see, especially as you increase the inventory, how expansive this could be. And I would certainly anticipate that some of those teams that 
historically may not have wanted to give up a home game to go and play the 17 game schedule are you going to see volunteers to go into a brand new market once again? Well, interestingly, I caught up with Jerry Jones last night and asked him about that, and he's all in favor of international expansion, but he said, we haven't had to give up a home game yet, so go. that's something to keep an eye yeah. on. Something else that Jerry talked about, I asked him about the rules changes. He does not want the brotherly shove band. He said, like, others need to learn how to stop it he or do it. the Cowboys owner, right? Uh, this is definitely the Cowboys owner. On the hip drop tackle, though, he is firm. He said that needs to go, definitely. Guys, that is a classy response to Ian's point from the Cowboys owner for something that originated in Philadelphia to say, no, leave it in the game. It is a curious point of competition. Ian, Judy and Tom, thank you so much. Saturday showdown is something we are looking forward to this weekend because for a lot of reasons, one of which is an exclusive triple header. Let's go live right here on NFL Network. Vikings Bengals first. Peter just mentioned the Vikings owners of their own destiny in the NFC North. That's your first game on Saturday. Steelers Colts, both wild card teams in the AFC right now. Broncos Lions, a matchup of two head coaches that know each other very well in prime time, Saturday, December 16th, right here on NFL Network, or you can stream it on NFL Plus. Still to come on our show, though. Whiteboard Wednesday, undefeated segment right after this. Good job, Tucker. Don't wrap them up and bring them down to the ground. Right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. of Whiteboard Wednesday, we start with the Tennessee Titans and their quarterback, Will Levis, who said that their upset win over the Dolphins in Week 14 got him, quote, jacked, and it was a much-needed confidence boost. I think Will Levis was already jacked. Maybe he meant emotionally. The player or coach that you think gained more confidence in Week 14 and now in life after, Peter, is? I like that you said coach. You know, you lose Nick Chubb. You lose Deshaun mm. Watson. You lose now Jedrick Wills. 
and the Browns continue to roll. I think Kevin Stefanski, a former NFL coach of the year, mind you, mm-hmm. is in his bag right now. This Flacco decision got eye rolls across the NFL media landscape, and it's yet as if Kevin had the perfect fit for what this team needed. A veteran 38-year-old quarterback who could get in the saddle and say, you know what, let me just be a gunslinger and make sure we get what we need, and let me at least be competent at the line of scrimmage in every single situation, because I've seen it all. Everyone knows Joe Flacco's won big games. What not everyone realizes is he's one of the best postseason quarterbacks in the history of the sport. He goes on the road and he wins big games, and he did it time and time again. Stefanski has that guy as his starting quarterback right now. Injuries galore. The entire offense is riddled with injuries. Somehow they're still winning games. Kevin Stefanski, I got to say, I'm confident what he's got going on. It's fine. When Flacco said he showed up in the locker room, he could tell guys would look at him like, damn, I used to watch you playing when I was a kid. And it's like, yeah, you're Joe Flacco. I'm staying in a coach lane. I'm going with Mike McCarthy. He's a guy. You talk about the Dallas Cowboys, and whatever, we're all Always going to talk about him and question different things. But for Mike McCarthy, you show up, Eagles come into town. It's all right, well, can they beat a good team? Mike McCarthy on an injury report throughout the week, had to have a surgery, appendectomy, goes out there, coaches his butt off. This offense has been a top five offense all season long. We question Kellen Moore was fired in the offseason. McCarthy's taking over the offense, this, that, and the third. The Cowboys have, since that 49ers game, they've just been straight going up. And McCarthy's a big reason why. Not only the plays he's calling, he's managing the game, there's no big mistakes. The same things we question in the offseason, he has shown up and he has shown out. Shout out to Mike McCarthy. Got a big date with that divisional round, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Come on, Mike. Uh, you want a, night, want a big date? One o'clock on this very network. Here's the face of the network. Let's Jake go. Browning, baby. Uh, you think you have fatigue of backup quarterbacks? Too bad. This guy's come in, and at the end of this season, we're going to look back and we're like, who was the best one? Who really, of all these backup guys, played the best? Browning's put together two gems in a row. He's going now against uh, the Nick Mullins Vikings. Browning, amazing. And if you Google Browning, it's a lot of those autofill suggestions. And let's just say some of them have none of them to do, nothing to do with football. One of the images was the, the Burrow family suite last week. Joe Burrow game the suite. All kinds of love. And Jake Browning said, you know, most of my family's from California. I can stand out in the cold but they can't. Mm. He has all kinds. Not only does he have fans, his, his, his luxury suite has fans. Yeah. And people love him. People absolutely love him. Fashion experts, men and women of all kinds. Jake Brown, you got it Jake? all going on. You worked hard. So and got it, though. Curious. You're damn right. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking of, like, Musburger from years ago, and I'm not going to do this. Don't Jake do it. Browning, great player. Great player. Oh, so One of these quarterbacks. Yeah. Right, exactly. Good job, Jake. I hope you have another great game. We'll all be watching on, uh, on, on Sunday. People really yeah. start to care about the personal lives once you get that yep. starting quarterback yeah. right in front. His, no doubt. His fit upgraded, too, from one week to the next. Is that true? Hey. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Good to know. Okay, Jay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, all right, so the talk of Monday Night Football, despite there being two games this week, was Tommy DeVito's agent. Sean Stilato, <laughs> the new main character. More Stilato talk. Mm-hmm. Jason, you know it. Can't avoid it. Peter, of course, a man of the right now news caught up with Stilato. Okay. Moments after he became <laughs> an international sensation on his latest episode of his podcast, Peter's The Season, uh, with Peter Schrager, to talk about DeVito, his love language, kissing people on the cheek, and, of course, Sean Stilato's wardrobe. 
I love the fedoras, you know, some, you know, some of the shoe collaborations through the years, the suits. Yeah. I've got some stuff I haven't even busted out yet. Now look, there's like, there's, there's Ferragamo and there's Gucci, but like, I feel like you've got different brands. You've got like the custom brands. Yeah, I do. I got, you know, a couple tailors I I work with that in terms of the custom. I mean, I told my wife, I got to try to maintain the six pack till I'm at least 60. So we got, you know, we got 15 years, but, uh, I, 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 it's, it's, you know, when you have 30 custom suits, you gotta, you, you can't get <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter, what, what was his wife's name? Adrian's his wife. Adrian Stellata. Naturally. Yeah. Um, 30 custom 30 suits custom he has. Suits. This is the best part. I got two closets. One of them is cedar. The other one's walking. Mm. So he's got two, not for his wife's clothes, for his <laughs> clothes. Sure. And this is the agent of Tommy DeVito. Not Tommy DeVito. The agent of Tommy DeVito. Fantastic. Listen to the whole I kinda, conversation yeah. on the podcast. So good. I kind of judge him for not having the cedar be the walk-in closet. But like, what are you going to do? Yeah. The one fashion look, besides the fedora, Jason, that you think you could pull off would be? I'm going to go. This is one I wish I could pull off. Okay, yeah. and, sure. Um, I'm going to go with the quarter zip. Oh, this is great. And it's so funny because I'm like, I, I don't think I can pull this off. And Jamie, you started the show. You said we all went to dinner last night. We brought our spouses. Jamie's husband showed up. Quarter zip. I can't pull it off. Shrakes walks in. Quarter zip. I can't pull it off. Monday nights, I'm watching the Manning cast. What does Eli and Peyton have on? Quarter zip. Our fifth host comes on to the show, Sean O'Hara. What does he wear most of the time? Oh, he sleeps in a quarter zip. Quarter zip. <laughs> look just doesn't work for me. There was a brand that I was partnering with. They sent a, a look that they wanted uh, sure. myself to wear. Quarter zip. I just can't pull it off. I don't know why. I wish I could, but the quarter zip is the look I'm going with. What about a quarter zip like starter jacket pullover? Those are quarter zips. Yeah, but the sweater that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you the quarter zip starter kit. All right? yeah. It's a little Bruce Springsteen, okay? <laughs> it's a John Grisham novel, and it's a golf, a set of golf clubs. And once you get all that going on, mm-hmm. then you can possibly wear Can I swap out the Grisham like for a, Tom Clancy? Tom Clancy would. Sure. Yeah, Clear and present danger. danger. Maybe like a, like a whiskey, yeah. too. Sure. We nah, I would go an IPA. IPA, Because I'm going to be drinking these all day. I can't I mean, it's just like, it's, yeah, it's a no, lifestyle. Exactly. Right? That's exactly right. Definitely um, the Springsteen. I wore, fish. I wore like giant bugle boy jeans when I was a kid and I would rock like sure. a Nietzsche and yeah. I would come out. I, I used to love wearing the baggy jeans, like crisscross. I would roll, roll. I want to do it again. And I'm looking at the fashion trends right now. These super loose fitting clothes are back. I don't think I can pull it off now though. This is back. As a, as a, as a, as a scholar, as a historian of the sport, as a gentleman who is in his forties now, I don't know if I can rock the baggy jeans look that everyone is wearing, the baggy clothes look. And yet it's so on trend. It is what everyone is wearing. I, I, I feel like I would be patronizing or condescending today's fashion, even trying to wear this outfit, and yet I want to. I want to so bad. So we still have a couple weeks left in the season. Maybe I can do it, and if you guys don't even notice, it means I pulled it off. Oh. But if it looks like it's like Halloween, then it knows that I, yeah. I couldn't. Mm. It's a good yeah. time of year, too. You'd rather have this than the I know, skin super tight. tight. I, I'm I with that as well. I, um, I, I spend most of the show sitting in profile like this, so the tight clothes, mm. not great. And also, here's my fashion trend I wish I could pull off. Uh, uh, hats uh, of any kind. Of any, I can't wear hats. I, you won't oh, rarely see me in a hat. I have a really large skull, and I, I, if you want to say that symbolically, too, sure. But I'm actually physically, I 
can't wear hats. We do segments with hats, and it always becomes this this thing where it goes on me like that, and then when the segment is over, I have a, like a red line across my head. I was a little league coach, and all the coaches had to wear the team hat, and it's way back here. I look stupid in it. And then we'll do <laughs> yeah. things like Good Morning Football. And I, I, the part that I hate is that like, well, we're gonna do a segment where we have cowboy hats. I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to wear the hat. And whoever's in charge of the hat's like, don't worry, we know, we got the extra large. I'm like, only the extra large? That's not even close. I need the 3XL. When I wear a, a, a non-fitted hat, sometimes I have to go to the one dot hinge, which looks ridiculous. <laughs> not even two dots. Two dots oh is too tight. Hinge. I hate it. The, it must be fun, guys. You tell me. Is it fun to wear hats? Because I don't do it. I can't. Well, I'm on the other end. Of, my head is yeah. small, yeah. so most of the hats like we They're have too big. on. It's tight on like you. A frying pan. It's just swimming yeah. on me. That's so goofy. my next life, I just want to wear hats. Can I give you an idea? What? Fedora. That's what I was gonna say. The fedoras don't fit. It's a hat. Like I can't. I'm telling you. It, it's a. I bet Sean Stallone has a fedora. Sombrero. Uh, anything. Sombrero. It doesn't fit if, my head. What if I get you a do rag and we just fold it up? And like and then I'll be a prison Mike. I don't want to do that. That's all different kinds of things I don't want to do. Do rags don't fit him just as so much as quarter zips don't fit you. All right. Oxford Dictionary has announced its 2023 word of the year, and Kyle brought it up yesterday on the show. Riz. Yeah. That's right. The word is short for charisma and is described by Oxford as style, charm, or attractiveness, a.k.a. the ability to attract a romantic partner. Right. A slang word from the past that you think needs to come back and potentially be accepted by Oxford Dictionary. Jason? I'm please. starting this off. Okay, I'm going with the word that was used in my youth quite a bit, and it's jump off. <laughs> Talk about What's that. this? Jump off could be used for anything. It could be a noun, like, hey, we're heading to the jump off, and that could be the party that is lit, as the kids would say these days. Mm. It could be a verb where you're just sitting there and you're like... Man, like, yo, this is jumping off tonight. Like, let's go and let's go to this spot. It could be a person. You could be like, wow, he or she is a jump off, which is a totally different meaning that we're going to get into <laughs> on this show. Oh, yeah? But this is a term when I was a kid and I was younger that we would always use. Little Kim has a song called Call Jump, jump off. off. You can go listen to that on your own time. But this is a term <laughs> back in the day, if you know, you know, jump off was used about Everything the same way with people in Philly use John is how we use John. Okay, interesting. Mm. Jump off. So yeah. I was in New Jersey. I was in New Jersey as a kid, and then you know there was words like rad and cowabunga and all those words bodacious. from the Ninja Turtles. Oh, bodacious. Yeah. Tubular. Tubular, bro. <laughs> and then uh, I think the last cool slang words I used was this one. Oh hell yeah, oh, fat. Fat with a P. That makes me think of Carson Daly. <laughs> sure He's does. a big fat. <laughs> It's fat. It's yeah. fat. You hear the new album? It's fat. Yeah. You know? Lou Bega's gonna be. You said, it's you fat. Said this? Lou yeah. yeah, I said fat. Fat yeah. was a word. You would uh -huh. love it. Like, yeah, Christina Aguilera's got a new song out. But wait, Eminem really fat. her and it's, it's fat. So fat. It's yeah, fat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, P H A T. No. And then Fat Farm came out. Yes. And we all had the Fat Farm clothes. So mm -hmm. fat. I haven't heard it in literally 30 years. It's out. It's, it's, <laughs> it's done. I think it's because when you say it, it doesn't spell it, yeah. and then it's it's, yeah. it's the fat shaming. Like you just can't say fat in any form. That's right. I thought you were like a big, gonna be a big chillax guy. Chillax, oh. bro. <laughs> Most of these languages we learned from the Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles. Wayne and Garth, uh, Bill and Ted, <laughs> and Beavis and Butthead. So I got I, I got one of these. So, Ren and Stimpy could qualify. Ren and Stimpy, as well. sure. Yeah. I like that's all that. <laughs> because then if you really wanted to dunk on them, you'd go like and, this. Uh, and a bag of chips, baby. <laughs> I don't know what the chips have to do with anything. All that. But if you were like, oh, she's all that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And a bag of chips. Well, that's it's a wrap. I mean, you could take, you could call something the bomb. In the late nineties, you'd call it the bomb.com. Yeah. All you could raise the roof. Now you're going in. Now only yeah. if you say she's all that and a bag of chips. Mm. On the other side, it says not. It doesn't. Oh! If you did that, then you completely roasted them. Not you remember, was big. You remember this? Raise the roof. That I did was, it all the I time. Mean, that was massive. <laughs>
<laughs> you make a basket in high school basketball, you run down the court just raising that roof. I'm just picturing you guys walking around saying fat, raising the roof, and like, yo, did you see her, bro? She was, she was all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. She was all that, home skillet. <laughs> <laughs> dog. Oh yeah. God. You're the man now, dog. Not. She's a dime piece. That is dime yeah. piece. I don't know that one. Yeah. Oh, all I can think about is Peter in a quarter zip saying fat and all that in a right. bag of Good. chips. Yeah. Uh, major Riz. Uh, all right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. matchup on Sunday it's the Buffalo Bills once again fighting for their playoff lives as they host the Dallas Cowboys the Cowboys are in a five game win streak at this point Dallas just took down an NFC powerhouse an NFC East foe in their Eagles Philadelphia Eagles but Jerry Jones knows the challenge ahead of them that lies in Buffalo well, this uh, game we're playing this weekend against the Bills, but they're a dangerous team, and uh, they can be at any given time. They can be as good as anybody in the NFL, in my mind. And they've got the kind of players, they've got the quarterback, uh, and they're just a good team. And we're going to play them at home. Of all the places that a home field advantage is different than uh, the normal games you play is Buffalo, New York. This game coming up here will be as good a challenge as uh, we could have. All right, this is a huge game for both teams, but it's also huge as far as the playoff picture goes. Something's going to shake out on Saturday. We have a triple header on NFL Network, and a lot of NFC teams, the Lions, the Vikings, are going to be involved. But look at this right now. The Niners have the head-to-head over both Dallas and Philadelphia, but Dallas right now owns the tiebreaker over Philly based on having one more win in the NFC East. If the Cowboys want to get that two-seed in a home playoff game, they have to hold serve. They have to beat the yeah. Eagles in the NFC East. Huge playoff implications. Jerry Jones is right. We haven't seen the table jumping 
behavior as much as we usually see in Buffalo over the last couple of years, I think it's a good weekend to bring it back against the Dallas Cowboys. Peter, biggest storyline, though, that you're paying attention to in Cowboys Bills. Kyle mentioned this a few weeks ago, and I, it blew my hair back that this is the facts. Roger Staubach never won an MVP award. Danny White never won an MVP mm -hmm. award. Troy Aikman never won an MVP mm -hmm. award. Tony Romo never won an MVP award. No Dallas Cowboys quarterback has ever won MVP of the league. It's the America's team. It's the star on the helmet. It's the most prestigious position mm -hmm. in all of sports. Quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And Dak Prescott is knocking on the door to being the first Cowboys quarterback to be the MVP. You want to win the MVP? Go into Buffalo on national TV with everybody watching at home on their couches the week before Christmas and go and light up a Buffalo Bills team that's playing for everything in their building. I think the Dak Prescott story is fascinating. He's got 11 touchdowns, no interceptions his last four games. He is red hot. He might be the best quarterback in all of football right now. And he could put a nice little bow on this thing and tell Brock Purdy to back off and tell Lamar Jackson to take two steps back by putting on a performance on national TV. The Dak Prescott MVP talk is right now boiling. It will be at a simmering rate if this thing is a 35-13 win, just like they've been winning these games in Buffalo at 4.30 Eastern in front of a huge national audience. I'm here for the storylines of this game for both sides, but I think the Dak Prescott Cowboys quarterback being the MVP of the league yeah. is a major one that this league in all our 103 years of being on it, yeah. we've never it had that. It feels weird it hasn't happened. It's like, it's like the Canadian teams don't win the Stanley Cup for so yeah. long. It's, it's, there's something it's off about it. You know what I'm saying? No doubt about it. And to your point, the storyline like, feels like it's always pick the Cowboys. It's like, just pick something that you want to talk about. You go Dak Prescott and the MVP, and you talked about going into Buffalo, and you talked about their last four games and how well he's been playing. Three out of those four games were at home. The only one on the roll was the Carolina Panthers. And when you look at this Cowboys offense, Dak included, and you see what they do at home versus what they do on the road, it is a huge drop-off. So when you talk about this game, them beating the Eagles last week at home, how big of a victory that was, and now them having to go on the road. Not only on the road, Dallas is a team that plays inside. You're going up to western New York in the middle of December where it's going to be cold, it's going to be frigid temperatures. You have no idea exactly what you're going to get. And for this offense and for Dak Prescott, I think the storyline is can you show up on the roll, a possible game in the playoffs where you're going on the road and you have to beat a team like the 49ers and go to get to where you want to get? I think that is a question mark that we continue to talk about. A few weeks ago, they played on Thursday night, and those guys, Herb Street and Al Michaels, are talking about what they've done on turf and their numbers and how hot they are. Dak's like, I have no idea. Like, we don't talk about that as players, games on turf versus not turf, grass, and all those different things. But for this Cowboys team, it is something. The three losses that they've had this year, all of them have been on the road and you just said it they're going on the road to Buffalo a team that is in dire need of a victory to win out they're going to get their best shot I think for them offensively the numbers and how they decrease both sides points they score points they give up is going to be big and I think that's the storyline going into this week and is can they overcome that well you said points too like this feels like a first to 40 for me mm. I, I, this has game of the year potential Shootout. yeah 41 37 something like that I just I like both the defenses I just love both the offenses I think there's an interesting figure 
figure within the offense, especially for the Bills. Stephon Diggs, let's talk about this for a sec because he's going to go against this Cowboys secondary in where Stephon Gilmore's going to be out there and Stephon Gilmore is not loved in Buffalo. There's a whole history there and it's been years, but he's, they don't love him. Everybody that Dallas throws at Stephon, at Stephon Diggs, he has not had a 100-yard game Diggs in over two months. Mm. And this is a superstar. Some recent receiving totals, including last week, 24 yards, 27 yards, 34 yards. He hasn't been really productive. So, A, you want to get him going because he's one of your best players. B, there's always a little second layer with Diggs and his brother tweets, and then it's all kinds of stuff. I would like to see a Stephon Diggs game because I think CD at Al for Dallas is going to be fantastic. They're playing so well right now. I think they're fearing nothing going into that stadium. This feels like an all-hands-on-deck that Buffalo is – Josh Allen's going to Superman the thing. We know that – he flipped the switch two weeks ago. He just said, screw it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to get us there. Everybody get on my back. I got the cape. I'm just going to go nuts. And he has. Because as much as Dak is the leader for MVP, the Bills win this game and Allen's got four touchdowns. He's cooking. The odds start to come down for him to win it. So I think it needs to be all hands on deck. I don't think Josh Allen could win this unless Stephon Diggs has a big game. I really don't. I think he needs 14 big time. I mean, like 130 yards, that type of thing. Dallas is excellent. They're playing well. But I think this has game of the year potential if all the Bills players show up. I, even as good as Josh has been doing, I don't think he can outscore Dallas by himself. A couple of things to wrap on what you guys said, Jason. The weather for Sunday afternoon, mid-40s in Buffalo, rain expected. Okay. So it could get a little nasty this is the type, I love this size. stuff. We know it's a big game when it's like we're checking weather well, four on days Wednesday. In advance, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to grab the weather while Jason was talking. I couldn't get there. I'm like, I was thinking <laughs> 40 degrees and windy. 40s, rainy. Rain, rain expected we'll right around kickoff. Who does that we'll benefit, see. though? I mean, we could already, I mean, I guess Buffalo, Buffalo the way James Cook think. is playing. Like, yeah. They probably run a little bit better right yes. now. Yeah. I don't um, know. Both to your point, both teams want to throw the ball. Yeah. I won't yeah. throw it down the field. Interesting level set. Dan Quinn, the D coordinator for the Cowboys, was asked if, like, hey, have you picked Trayvon Diggs's brain about, like, how you can, you know. Oh, his brother? His Stephanie is like, no, that's his brother. I'm not doing that. <laughs> People are already trying to get that edge. Kyle, you know Josh Allen better than most. You had him on your show all last yeah. year. We've watched him be curious in some interviews and post-game situations this year. You think he's kind of back to himself right now? I think he locked in a couple weeks ago. It was the moment I shared that I thought was big when they're going to Arrowhead and the reporter lobs him the thing about are you looking forward to playing in front of Taylor Swift and he just goes they have a great atmosphere there I like playing in front of their fans like that that was a perfect answer I absolutely I'm not here for the the, the fluff I'm not here for the nonsense I basically have to win out or we're not going to make the playoffs yeah. uh, so I, I think he's completely he's, locked in. I think it I think it is that black and white if they lose I think the season's done it might be yeah I think yeah. They, and they don't have many of the tiebreakers they they lost to the Bengals which Yep. That could be it. They're one of those things where, like, they're they're probably one of the seven best oh, teams. Oh, it happens every year. Like, this team, like yeah. the Lions last year were one of the top teams, but they no. missed the playoffs. That's why we right. say early on, like, stack wins, stack wins. Yeah. They didn't. They did. You know, and now they're like, they could be a top three team in the AFC when this is over. Out. Gotta and you win. said it, in a year of backup quarterbacks, Josh oh, Allen has been healthy every single game. Yeah. Kills here we you. are at a level. If we're spot. sitting here and someone of his talent is watching, respectfully, Jake Browning mm -hmm. or Mitch Trubisky or whoever the hell it is, yeah. like, it's fine. They should have won. Don't have 12 guys in the field against Denver. What was that? I mean, that's, that kills you. Don't lose to the Patriots. You can't. What was that? Don't lose to the Jets on opening night with Zach Wilson and Zach wins, yeah, guys. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Kids, Zach wins. Zach wins. Kids. Exactly. And don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do, say Stay no in drugs. school. Dare. And stack wins. <laughs> say no to drugs. Dare, dare to stack wins. Dare. <laughs>
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 